anyone. But I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Camp Crystal Lake is jinxed. We've got a death curse. Some folks claim they've even seen him. Right in this area. Who's that? Oh, hi. What are you doing on this mess? The girl who survived that night at Camp Blood, that Friday the 13th, she claims she saw Boy, is he dead too? We didn't find any boy. Then he's still there. Hey, campers, that's right, if he's still there, so are we. We're back for another installment of the Friday the 13th special series. I am Chris. I'm also Chris. Sadly, I am still. God, uh, hey, hey, I applied, I applied, and uh, apparently, though, I am neither skinny enough or tall enough to be a Chris. Uh I well, don't meet the physical criteria. You need to pick one of those and apply yourself. You either need to be skinnier or taller. Take your pick. Taller, I think, is going to be easier to obtain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a wise man once told me it's just easier to be fat. Yeah. He was not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> then, then I went on a three-mile walk. So, Well, yeah. Oh. That's how it goes. But we are... Your uh, friends with benefits back with an all new Friday the Thirteenth special episode, and we are—we've <sighs> made it to part eight. The only comfort I can tell you guys is that we're over halfway done. Can we skip this week and next week? We I really want to. The one that's out of this world. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, I stole your line. No, it's 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 all good. Um, this is what I call the uh, the terrible two Friday the Thirteenth movies, and you'll see by my ratings. Uh, yeah, this one bit of a tough watch. Friday the Thirteenth, Jason Takes Manhattan, released in nineteen eighty nine, and it is very much an eighties. It very much has a nineties movie feel to it. Uh, even though it was the tail end of the 80s, it's very much like uh, Ghostbusters 2 in that aspect, is that it was made in the 80s, but it feels like a 90s movie. Um, the beta test for the 90s movies. It feels like it. Also, uh, I would stand to say the closest to a PG-13 Friday the 13th movie that we've gotten to this point. Uh, yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, uh it is definitely one of the more interesting Titanic uh, uh, fan films I've ever seen. It's it's something all right. Um, okay, fine. Yeah, I wish it would have hit an iceberg uh, and just taken everybody down with it. Uh, but shockingly, uh, this movie has the highest budget of any Friday the 13th movie up until this point. Five million dollars. And it made $14.3 million, making it uh, the least successful Friday the 13th movie up until this point. 
Uh, so definitely on a decline. Definitely not positive signs if you're paramount. Uh, those numbers are not numbers that you want to see. Uh, because, yeah, it did make money. But uh, interestingly enough, uh, I found out that opening weekend, it opened at number five. Which is not something you want to see. Yeah, opens at number five. And that was about as high as it ever got. <laughs> so poor word of mouth just kind of took over and bad uh, reviews from critics. It didn't get uh, hardly any. Po- it got maybe two positive reviews from professional critics and everybody else absolutely hated it. And rightfully so. So, uh, yeah, it it just kind of. It sank like the Lazarus ship uh, in the movie. It, it literally opened at number five and then just kind of plummeted. Uh, this movie sucks. Yeah, it's this not great. This movie sucks. This movie sucks. Yes, that was me saying this movie sucks to the John Cena theme. Yeah, <laughs> which is oddly uh, better than this movie. True. I totally did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, it's it's uh, it's th- th- there's a couple of little Easter eggs that we'll get into uh, a little bit later on, but uh, we're still at the point where um, you know these characters are very one dimensional. Uh, half of them don't even have names. Um, like the other, the other half of them just get killed like in a throwaway line. Yeah, like mm-hmm. there are so many characters that don't. That, that like you only figure out who they are based on what they're credited in at the end. Like that they're not identified by name on screen. You have to figure out what the character's name is by the credits. Uh, and they're all nondescript and very bland. So uh, originally, uh, you know, this movie has a very famous history of originally, you know, the budget was way off the charts because they were going to do a lot more in New York and the studio, because they still at that point were not proud of having the Friday the 13th franchise. They kept pulling back the budget, pulling back the budget until... You know, it was supposed to be 75% of the movie took place in New York, and then it was 50%, and then it was 25%, and then it was like the 6% that we got. Yeah. And the director has, uh, he has all these scenes that had been storyboarded and had been written out uh, featuring New York City landmarks that they were going to shoot, but because of budgets, uh the, the budget continually getting cut. They had to keep cutting all of those out. So literally, like, there are two shots or two two scenes shot in New York, and the rest of it is Vancouver. Yeah, with, yeah. The, with the exception of the, the stuff shot in New York at, you know, Times Square, the rest of it that supposedly takes place in New York... This is the most sparsely populated New York City I've ever seen yeah. on the screen. There's nobody around at no. all. And everybody who's there is a criminal. Yes. 
And apparently the sewers get flooded with toxic waste at midnight every night for yeah. some odd reason. And yeah. did you know if you give someone who's never done heroin a day in their life a shitload of heroin, they'll be able to hold on. They'll be able to hold a normal conversation. That's interesting. Quite, quite well, you know. Yeah, and still be able to like be conscious and hold a uh, normal, fun, uh, you know, talk. Yeah, it, it was just bafflingly. Like, there's so much wrong with this movie, but, like, that's what got to me is, like, they clearly inject her with heroin, and then she is just fine two minutes later. It's like, what kind of fucking demons does that girl have? Yeah. Um, well, you you find out in a brief flashback at the beginning of Act 3 of the movie is when you finally <laughs> get a little bit of backstory on this character. And it makes no real sense at all. Um I mean, I'm the first one to say I appreciate trying a different spin on the story at this point, because I feel like it's unrealistic to think that, you know, with with the knowledge of the history of that that camp, I feel like it's not realistic to expect that people would just keep finding themselves there. Uh, I feel like if it was real life and there was a site of a mass murder like several times over, you know, the government's going to come in and shut it down or do something with it that you can't just like freely go on there. So I, I appreciate trying something new. And in two weeks, you're going to hear how much I love trying something new. Uh, but this this is not it. I mean, you know, I, as I was watching this movie, so first of all, this this was the only, as far as I know, the only Friday the 13th I've ever actually seen in theaters. But and that was the only time I had seen this movie was when we went to the theaters to see it. Uh, it was me and, a, you know, a couple of friends. We, we got, uh, or a friend got his uh, dad or somebody to take us. I, I forget. It's been so damn long ago. And apparently there's a lot of this movie that I blocked out because as I was watching it, I'm like, I don't remember half of this. You're better off that way. At all. Um, I, I kept watching this, and, and, and the entire time they're on that damn boat, I'm like, who the hell is manning this boat? <laughs> no there's one. A captain, there's an XO, there's a deckhand, a single deckhand, and a handyman? I mean, yeah, that handyman that you see in one scene that winks at those girls, and then just, like, you never see him again. No, no, you do see him again. Um, Cam, uh, camcorder boy kills him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, well, that's the, the very next time you see him. You, you literally yeah, he's, see him again until that. he's not very handy. I mean, at, at one point, uh, you know, the, 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 the weird, creepy uncle asshole dude walks into the galley, and there's, like bowls of fresh rolls and plates of hot steaming food and there is not one crewman to be seen anywhere <laughs> well you're also talking about you're talking about a ship that is so small that it can be seen in a single shot but has like 50,000 rooms in it a sauna a dance party like i'm i'm not i'm not i'm not bad about uh, the the ship is is okay for me because so I I looked up 
the, the, the class of vessel and it's a, it is a larger esque vessel. You could have all those rooms in it. Uh, cause you got a gym, you've got the, the room that's probably a dining hall converted into the, the dance thing, the quote unquote restaurant that they, they talk about, you know, plus state rooms. I mean, this thing has, uh, I think six decks on it. So eh, that's plausible. That didn't bother me. The whole lack of crew thing bothered me. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot about this movie and this boat that makes no sense whatsoever. None. Absolutely none. Yeah, and I could have done without a lot of this movie. Yeah. I really just could have done without this movie. Yeah, it, it takes forever. Like, this movie, it just, it feels like it takes forever to do everything. Like, Um, this movie is 100 minutes, and it feels like twice that. I thought, I thought this was like an hour, oh, well, an hour and 40 is 100 minutes. Yeah. Wow. Is this the (laughs) longest one? Uh, I believe so far it's the longest one. It's longer than this one. Uh, I don't know how long the remake is. Uh, I think the remake's only like... I, the remake feels long, but I think the remake's yeah. only like 98 minutes or something. That's not bad. Uh, but yeah, this movie just feels like 20 minutes longer than it is. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, the entire time I was watching this movie, I'm like, why am I? I mean, why? That's all I kept asking myself was why. Like, at the beginning, when you've got the, the, the kids on the houseboat and the anchor drags across apparently a high voltage line <laughs> strung across the bottom of the lake. Yeah, why is that why? there? Why? Why is that there? Um, For plot and, points? I guess. Yeah, exactly. There's. I'm like, okay, sure. Uh, and, um, uh, oh God, I don't know. Uh, why is, uh, the, the only two, uh, the only two actual crewmen, the officer, were the two officers on the ship, why are they dressed like United States Navy personnel? Well, so you know uh, that they're the captain and the other guy, because otherwise they well, would just be people. Well, so... Now, the only thing I could come up with is because the, 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 the captain, I, if you want to call him that, because you can't, he's in command of a ship, um, is, is wearing the uniform of a four star admiral without shoulder boards, which is really weird. Um, and the other guy is wearing the, the, the rank of a lieutenant commander. Uh, the only thing I could think of is that I, I guess maybe, the, the captain is a retired admiral, you know, and uh, uh, he just, you know, liked continuing to wear the uniform when he was running this charter ship or whatever to, I guess, hold on to I guess, his glory days. Because I looked up his ribbons. Because, <laughs> you know, I do this shit. Of course you do. That's why we have you on the show is because you have that level of detail. So I looked up his ribbons, and I have this is one thing I have to hand it to this movie, and 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 this movie, that this is one point that that gave this movie a, a half star bump, in my opinion. So it gets a half star. 
we'll, we'll get there when we get there. Um, <laughs> but so first of all, as I was looking at his his uh, his ribbons, the order of precedence is actually correct. And this is something you see very, very rarely. They never get the order of precedence right on the ribbons. Not only is it correct, but he's wearing the Vietnam campaign medal, which, you know, for a, a, a retired admiral, okay, I could potentially see him serving. He's wearing uh, naval aviator wings, so he was probably a uh, an aviator during the Vietnam War. And he's wearing a Purple Heart ribbon, so he got wounded at some point. But the purple, I was going to get upset with it because the Purple Heart Ribbon was like fourth in line. Fourth or fifth in line. Um, and on order of precedence, usually the Purple Heart comes right behind um, uh, the, the uh, is it the commendations? Anyway, it's usually up there pretty, pretty close to the front. But then I got to looking and did some more digging, and the order of precedence for the Purple Heart changed in 1985 to where it's currently at. So if this was an admiral from the Vietnam era that retired prior to 1985 and was still wearing his old uniform, that order of precedence for the Purple Heart would be correct. So I was a bit impressed with that. Leave it to this movie to get so much else wrong, like its very existence, and it gets that right. <laughs> so... Yeah, I actually paused the movie for like uh, almost an hour going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> that's that's an a hour. You took an hour out of your day to figure that out. Well, it t- took me a while to identify all the medals. Because, you know, when you pause these things, they're not the clearest because they, they're very rarely, you know, center shot. Uh, and sometimes the colors blur together between one to the next, so... Takes God, a minute hate, to do this. God, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I don't hate you. Uh, uh, yeah, this... Uh, I, I have nothing real positive to say about anything else in production. Yeah. Um, it, it, it sure does have an ending. Ugh. And a beginning, and a middle. Yeah. It, it does. The movie. Just, too bad they're not in the right order. They're not really in the a a good. This movie jumps one. all over the place on what kind of movie it wants to be. Yeah, it can't decide. I hate the uh, just the entire concept of these flashbacks where uh, you know she's learning to swim and her mean uncle pushes her over into the water and he says, "Well, Jason's going to get you if you don't learn how to swim." It's like, first of all, you're an asshole. <laughs> Yeah. Like, you are a complete and total asshole for doing that. Like, it's not even close. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, not even it's traumatizing enough just to push her into the water unexpectedly. Yeah. But then on top of that, to tell her that there's a boogeyman that's going to kill you and drown you if you don't swim. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a son of a bitch. Um so, yeah, I got a lot of problems with all of that. I got a lot of problems with uh, uh, trying to cram a ton of characters in. Uh, you know, like, we in the past few episodes, we've criticized, you know, introducing characters just to kill them, just to up the yeah. body count, and, like, kind of artificially including characters. And this movie's super bad at, 
like having characters around uh, that have absolutely no character development, don't have any names, and get just like they exist just to die. Oh yeah, Th- this movie is full of literal just cannon fodder. Yeah, like these generic characters uh, that have no reason to exist other than, well, we need to up the kill count. And, Uh, yeah. Like you said, most of them don't even have names. They don't get names. No, they they don't. There's, There's, what, four, five that literally are just killed completely off camera by a throwaway line. They, they could be interpreted in, like, four different ways. Yeah. But you know what I did like about this movie? That it ends? Besides that. No, what you got? I will, uh, I will give credit where credit is due. Moving on to our next topic, our next, uh, our next section. Uh, the Darkest Side of the Night by Metropolis is pretty badass. Fair point. Uh, it's a pretty great song. Uh, it's, uh, for an opening and closing track, it's pretty great uh, for being as low-key as it is. Like, it's not bad at all. And... Um, so I liked it. Is is that the song that plays after we get the the Sam Spade opening film noir narration? Yeah, yeah. As okay. the DJ is is talking, and he's talking about New York and all that stuff, and it's playing uh, the darkest side of the night, and then and it's also the closing. Uh, fantastic song. So I'll give credit where credit is due for that one. Good song. Uh, the other thing is, this is the first movie in the series uh, that is not scored by Harry Manfredini. Boo! Yeah, it is uh, scored by a guy named Fred Mullen. Should have been Fred Durst. Would have been better. Uh, well, you know, it would have been Petir. So, <laughs> fuck you, dude. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm sorry. It would have been beater. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's it. Um, so yeah, uh, as great as darkest side of the night is, uh, the score is awful in my opinion. Yeah. It's scored to me more like an action movie. It is like the score, all the, all the music cues in this, this movie are just atrocious. I hate everything about it. So, I, I, I feel like, sorry to cut you off, Scott. I feel like this is a, I, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat Scott is in. This is one of the first Friday the 13th movies I saw. Um, but, like, you know, I don't, there, there's no special place in my heart for this. There's no, like, there's literally just me being angry at how fucking terrible this is. <laughs> and the first time I watched it, I'm not even joking. Uh, it was me, friend of the show, Paul. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my roommates at the time, and we sat down to watch it at 12.45 a.m. We started this flaming piece of shit at almost one in the morning. Ugh. I stayed up until 2.30 to watch this movie. Even 23-year-old Chris knew that was a mistake. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and yeah. there's just nothing remarkable, nothing good. It all sucks. The uh, the first time I saw this movie is uh, I saw it on HBO. We had HBO growing up. And this was at the point where I had um, I had mastered the art of I would go through the HBO guide that they sent every month mm-hmm. and I would pick out the movies that I wanted to watch. And you know, what I would do is I would, uh, I was the only one in the house that knew how to set the VCR to record. So what I would do is I would set the VCR to record whatever movie I wanted. And then I would, you know, go upstairs and go to bed that night. But then like, 10 minutes after everybody else went to bed, I would come downstairs because I quote needed to go to the bathroom. But what I would do is I would pop a VHS tape. I'd, I'd put a blank tape in the VCR and I would turn the TV to the right channel. And then I'd turn it back off, go up back upstairs, go back to bed. And then in the morning when it was time to get ready for school, I would come downstairs. And the first thing I would do is I just pop that tape out. Huh? And so I would record stuff uh, basically in secret without my parents knowing, and then I would watch it. And um, you know, when, when it when it first showed up on HBO, I recorded it, and the opening sequence uh, where he stalks and kills the two kids uh, traumatized me. Mm-hmm. And um, so for a long time, I never got past that point. Because I was so afraid. Uh, I was scared of that movie. So uh, it took me a long time to actually get through it. Not worth it. I should have just stopped at the uh, the first five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I'd say they're the best five minutes, but even they're pretty bad. Yeah, they're not they great. Are. They're not great. Um, so, I mean, just... Some horrible, horrible kills, especially in that first one. It's like when he kills the girl, it's like the slowest stab. Yes, it's so and awful. He's like, just, just, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. And she's get just you. yelling, no, 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 no. And he's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, it takes him forever. There is a great deleted scene, though. Uh, it's an outtake okay. where uh, he. Like she's hiding in that little, uh, the little like hideaway place, and he pulls the thing open, and uh, he's wearing a strap on, <laughs> which is super funny. <laughs> uh, so it's just Jason there with this giant dick, like this giant rubber dick, and like that shit's really funny. Uh, that's probably the best thing in the movie, and it wasn't even included. So there you go. Damn. Yeah, Um, but while we're on that subject, uh, there are a couple of really creative and interesting kills. Uh, Special makeup effects uh, are credited to Jamie 
Brown, who also did makeup work on Superman. Are there are special makeup effects in this movie? They're not good. But um, uh, the other notable name in this uh, that I that I saw was uh, Francesca von Zimmerman, and uh, who was a an accessory or an assistant, not an accessory, an assistant makeup effects. Or, <laughs> Everyone uh, in this yeah. fucking movie exactly. was an accessory. Yeah, this is of this crime, this this uh, celluloid crime scene. Uh, Sorry to steal your thunder on that one, Zagat. That's okay. You beat me to it by like a half a second. <laughs> uh, this was her first movie doing special makeup effects of any kind, and she also went on to work on episodes of Andromeda and the movie Look Who's Talking Too. So some heavy hitters in this movie. <laughs> uh, just, just nothing but the A list. Um, so you've got a couple of interesting kills in this one. Uh, the, the, the sauna kill is kind of cool. Um, I guess, um, yeah, I mean, it's okay. Um, I think we all, I think at least a couple of us are going to have the, the, the same favorite kill. So I'm purposely avoiding that one. Um, uh, I mean, there were things all the way through this movie that got me. I mean, you got the, the, the slow ass kill. Yeah. Uh, it's a thing when, uh, when, when, you know, bitch slut gets killed in the, the shower out outside the shower, you know, uh, she sitting up against the floor, apparently just waiting for Jason to sift through the shards of glass to find one he truly likes. Yep. Uh, before killing her, like, like she has a good, you know, minute and a half to run. <laughs> Chooses well, not she to. She just kind of hangs out. <laughs> Um, you got the camcorder boy when he, you know, he's, first of all, why there's a pop-off steam valve that's right in the walkway of an engineering section. I, I have no idea. I've never seen that in anything before, but apparently this ship has it. So, you know, watch yourself. And, uh, he goes down and he, he discovers, you know, to discover what's her name that got killed earlier, the guitar chick. And, uh, apparently he trips over a guitar that is now somehow bolted to the floor. Because that guitar <laughs> does not move when he kicks it at all. Uh, 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 I'm at a loss. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand any of this stuff. Yeah, there's uh, uh, there's not a lot to like. Uh, it's very, very light on makeup effects. Uh, even the, uh, the captain getting his throat slit looks terrible. Yeah. Like it, that should be one of the easiest effects to do. And it looks pretty crappy. Um, so yeah, there's not, not a whole lot to like. It's, it's, there's a lot to hate, but there's not a lot to like. Um, uh, seeing mean Uncle Charles get uh, get dunked headfirst into the toxic waste that is just apparently out in barrels in New York City is kind of satisfying by the time you get to the end of the movie, but it also, at that point, you're just ready for this movie to be over, so it's not really that impactful anymore. Uh, and you're just kind of like, can we just kill him? Can we just kill, you know, whoever's left to kill so this movie can be over? Fucking preach, my dude. Like, because at that point, it's like, I got to a point 
where I was like, my God, this movie should be over by now. Like this, like this is pretty much my limit of this movie. And I hit, uh, info on my remote and it pops up and it says it still has 17 minutes to go. <laughs> and I'm just like, fuck. Uh, did I, did I tell you about the part, uh, to flashback to our part seven episode when I paused that and realized it still had 20 minutes. Oh my God. And I was like, I've been watching this movie for three fucking days. <laughs> like I, 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 I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I turned on that movie and 72 hours passed it, because yeah. that's how fucking slow that one was. But yet somehow, somehow this one is longer and still feels every part of a hundred minutes, but didn't feel as long as that flaming turd. But back to the flaming turd at hand. <laughs> There's just so many flaming turds to talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just like by the time they get to New York, and you know, or quote unquote New York, and you know, then you start to see this these dominoes fall. Like you're just you're over this movie. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Like the pacing is all wrong. Uh, it's it's just it's all off, and it just it feels terrible. But if we have to pick best of the worst when it comes to best kills, Scott, what's your favorite kill in this movie? Uh. As much as I hate to say it, trying to pick one that, that I actually liked, uh, the only one for me that I that I guess I guess you could call it somewhat enjoyed was the 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 the, the boxer dude, Julius. Yeah, Julius. Yeah, yeah. I I liked that one just because even though it goes on for way too long, I found it funny that you know Jason just sits there and takes it. And the, the effect is horrible. You know, he just punches his head off. Oh, yeah. The, the effect is horrible. But of all the other ones, yeah. You know, I mean, you got strangulation. Uh, why we, do we have strangulation? I don't, I don't understand. We had a hypodermic needle through the back, and I didn't get that one, you know. Uh, but, yeah. So of all of the ones... I would have to go with the boxer. That was that was my most enjoyable, or actually, my least disliked. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the way to, to say it best. Is it's your least hated. And uh, well, Scott, that makes two of us that are picking the same one. Uh, I mean, he just gets to the end, you know, and he's like, "Okay, fine, just do whatever. I'm done." <laughs> Yeah, the fact that he just, the, you know, there's the, the big degaff thing where he just takes all the shots and then just punches his fucking head off. So. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes it a clean sweep for the entire show because that is also my favorite, uh, my choice of top kill, uh, mostly because, you know, for whatever reason, Julius decides that it's a smart idea to box and punch in the face a guy with a hockey mask like over and over and over again like you're not going to break your own hands uh 
I mean, to be fair, you know, in that situation, he did. He went to what he knew. <laughs> yeah. I mean, play to your strengths, I guess. But, uh, yeah, and then he says, he tells Jason, give me your best shot. And Jason, like, grabs him around the collar, sizes him up, rears back, takes one shot, and that's it for Julius. Yeah. Now, going, you know, the, going back to one of Julius's earlier uh, stellar moments, was when he gathers up all the weapons. First of all, I don't know where he found shotguns yeah. on this ship, but he did. Um, um, but you know, they're like, what are you taking? Me? Nothing. Except this gun. Yeah, like there's such a weird pause there. What? Yeah. Oh, oh, and I have to bring up the the, the Admiral getting his throat cut. With the wrong side of the blade again. Yep. What? Yeah. It's not a machete. It, it's actually it's it's a it's an older version of a whaler's knife, uh, a whaling knife, because they have that weird, like, uh, I don't know, antique whaler's weapons or tools display on the ship where he gets the spear, you know, where he kills the the, the first officer in one of the most gentlest stabbings I've ever seen on camera, because he's just like, oh. It was more of a hug. Yeah. (laughs) He's just awkwarded to death with that hug. Exactly. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, But then, yeah, so he comes up behind, and he he, literally, he, he uses the flat top part of the blade, not the actual curved cutting part of the blade, to go across the throat yet again. So another another throat cut with the the wrong part of the blade. Uh, and then the uh, you know the off camera fire axes and stuff like that, just like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot to be desired. Very very gore free. That's why in the beginning of this, I said this one feels like it. If there was one that would be the easiest to recut to a PG-13 movie, it's this one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would take you, like, no, and you would probably also cut enough to make it a an easier watch. Well, and we, we've said this, and I've said this, I think, once or twice about a couple of these movies, like, referring to it as there's a good movie in there somewhere. Yeah. I'm not going to say that about this one. <laughs> uh, there's just, you know, we've we've deep dived about this before. There's just too much knowing that this is, you know, a Frankenstein of basically cutting room floor ideas and two other scripts. Uh, just, I, I genuinely don't know unless you go back and redo one of the scripts that people were actually interested in. Um, I just don't know if there's anything to give a shit about. That yeah. actually got filmed, unless it's Jason wearing a strap on. <laughs> I'd watch that movie. I want that movie, but I don't want like it's just there. Like he doesn't do anything with it. Yeah. So like everyone like freaks out, and then they have this like bewildered moment where it's like, "Is that a giant? That's a strap? Yeah. What? Like, <clears throat> and then they realize they need to be running. So yeah, and they're like, "Oh shit." Um, yeah, 
they're yeah, and then they're like, uh, oh shit, for the love of God, like this guy with a giant strap on and a hockey mask. Like like which is which would be more identifying? Uh the guy with the hockey mask or the guy with the strap on is coming for us. Mm, fair point. Like both? <laughs> the guy with the hockey mask and the strap on is coming for us. Um so yeah, it's uh oh, the yeah, just a lot of bloodless PG thirteen style kills. Very disappointing. Yep. Um but gosh, and yeah, this one's probably gonna be our shortest episode ever because we're already to yeah. We're all ready to. This one will be interesting because uh, we also talk about uh, all of the characters, like the remarkable characters, including. See, Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. Jason, uh, where uh, Kane Hodder returns as Jason for the second time. This makes him, at the time, the first and only. And uh, I believe still to this day, uh, the only person who has played Jason more than once in a in a full movie. So, um, and you can tell that it's Kane Hodder in the way that he carries himself and the way that he, his movements and his reactions and all of that. Um, my question is just why in this movie is Jason so wet and shiny all the time? He's a member of the S.H.I.E.L.D. Ugh, why is your hair so wet? Why is the S.H.I.E.L.D. always wet? Uh, and that, that joke's lost on Scott. So yeah. Completely, I have no idea what that is. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, you know. It's uh, funny. I only know two, two S.H.I.E.L.D.s. One is the Marvel S.H.I.E.L.D. and the other one is the uh, the Michael Chiklis S.H.I.E.L.D. And I, I don't think that applies to either. No. No, no. But yeah, no. this... And, I don't. I don't even. I, Jason looks fine. Yeah, he I don't looks really great. think there's. I don't really know how much like remarkable stuff there is. Like, and it pissed me off that they put those awesome facial like when his mask gets knocked off and like the face looked awesome in part seven, and in this one he just lifts up the mask to scare people away. And we never even get to see what's under it. Yeah. Like, be fucking lazier. Um, well, when it come when it when it came to Jason in this movie, the, my biggest thing was how fast can he fucking move? Because I mean, you know, the the girl in the disco thing, you know, they they're in a room that's about the size of a well, not even a small cafeteria. And she's looking right at him, and then she turns her head, and he's gone. And she looks over here, and he's gone. And then he's over there, but then he's gone again. And then he, she turns around, and he surprises her. Like, how do you not keep track of him? How fast is he moving? He's <laughs> he's always ahead of people running. Like like the, the the asshole uncle gets away from him and runs flat out, runs, ducks into a building, and apparently Jason is already waiting for him on the second floor. And he had to have taken those those damn stairs forward at a time because he got up there in like two seconds. He just gets thrown back out of the window. Um, guitar girl, she sees him and uh, drops the guitar uh, and then goes down one flight of stairs 
and he's ahead of her with the guitar and hits her with the guitar. Uh, how fast? I mean, the, the two main characters at the end, they run from Jason, flat out run, get on a subway car. Oh, good, we're safe. Wait, nope, he's already on the subway car. How does he get ahead of them? How? That's quicker than Quicksilver. That's uh, that's why part eight, Jason, in the game, always has his shift at full. Apparently. Because he can just move to where, he can basically just teleport. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, without looking at game mechanics or some obvious supernatural thing that you don't ever see him actually do, I don't understand it. And it pissed me off. I'm like, how is he... Okay, whatever. I, I did not like Supernatural Fast Jason. Yeah, I feel like they artificially do that to, or they do that to artificially ramp up the scariness. Like, they don't have, you know, good writing enough to, you know, make the movie scary or make Jason scary. So they just have him be everywhere at once. And it's kind of it like it's very much cheating. It's not kind of cheating. It's very much cheating. But yeah, it it feels artificial. It does. It feels artificial. It feels forced. In fact, this whole movie just feels like, from beginning to end, that they honestly have no idea what franchise they're making a movie for. Completely. Well, what what could have been a very good, uh, like alien style horror movie? Yeah, uh, because you could actually do a lot really, really well with Jason in a confined space. And I mean, you could do a very cool, very tense, you know, scary building movie. But instead, they they took like they they took the easy road every single time, and just put in like the most minimum effort, and didn't even really seem to care. Yeah, I mean, if you wanted to put Jason on a on a ship and explore, like you said, the confined space and everything, if if you cut the cast down to say the same, you know, what five or six that the first. You know, a couple of movies had and everything. Um, and then had him in a, you know, like you say, have him in that confined space and, and go around from, you could make a really scary situation like that without having to force the whole supernatural, you can't get away from Jason no matter how hard you try, shtick. Because how scary would it have been, uh, you use the small ship to your advantage and you use that confined space to your advantage where it feels like he's always around, even if you don't have to use the supernatural powers to do it. Again, like again, and you just pitched something that I would watch 20 times over before I'd watch the final product again. And we, we I mean, could have made it. It doesn't for less have to be a ship. It, it, 
it could have been like one of those rented party boats or something, you know, where you have five or six, maybe even seven kids just having a party out on the lake. Yeah. And you know what? We could have made that movie for less than $5 million. Yeah. And I want to know where the budget went for this. Because <laughs> the one-time square shoot. Yeah, apparently a lot of it Basically, went to the yeah. one-time square shot. Um, which is a cool shot. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, him coming out of that subway uh, and, you know, standing in the middle of Times Square. Like, that is a really, really cool shot. The problem is it's not worth getting all the way to it to see it. Not at all. Like, literally just watch it on YouTube. Watch that one scene on YouTube, and you'll watch everything you need to see about this movie. Yeah. Uh, But are there any other characters that you guys thought were really remarkable, either, like, really good or really bad? No. Well, I don't know about remarkable, but I will have to say that the, the, the lady teacher deserved more than getting abandoned, <laughs> just completely forgotten about in the car, the police car that was on fire and then subsequently exploded in 80s style. You know, literally everybody got out of this car and ran. <laughs> and then the, the boyfriend is like, oh, wait, we forgot. What's her name? <laughs> Way to go, assholes. Oops. Yeah, and she then more. and she's then then she's the, the 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 mother figures in these movies don't usually seem to fare that well. They don't. Uh, I will give you a little bit of uh, trivia. Okay. So uh, the you know the uh, the chef or the cook I guess he's not really a chef but the uh, the cook that confronts Jason when Jason goes through mm-hmm. the diner. You know who that is? I know. Ken Kersinger. If that name sounds familiar, that's the guy that plays Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, nice little nod there uh, to a future Jason coming toe-to-toe with a current Jason. I wonder if he got in his face and he whispered, I'm going to take your job. (laughs) Because yeah, he did man, replace and, him. And and we'll get there, but man, Kane Hodder was pissed about that. Yeah, he sure shit was. Um, gosh, yeah. They're, the characters in here are bland. They're, uh, I mean, aside from the, the slutty girl, the boxing guy, the nerd with the camera... Yeah, you don't have anybody who's actually three-dimensional at all. Uh, And I'll ask the question. Um, Rennie, final girl, where does she rank in your overall list of final girls? Oh, gosh. Definitely the lower end. Yeah. She's not one of the top tier final girls. Because um, she's really not even like a, 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 a 
Jason final girl. She, she she doesn't really confront Jason that much. She more has an epiphany about her personal trauma from childhood and confronts the uncle. Yeah. She's just kind of there when, you know, the the only confrontation she gets is uh when she happens upon a 5-gallon bucket of random toxic waste in the sewer and 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 throws it in Jason's face. It's about the least direct confrontation we get with her and Jason, so. Yeah, definitely at the lower end. I don't, I don't know exactly where. Um, I don't know if I would put her at all the way at eight, but definitely seven, probably. All right, so who's lower than her? Oh, so for me, I still hate uh, what's her name from. Uh, is it is it part three? Is it the the, the sweater chick that that goes off in the police car at the end? I think it's part three, girl. Uh, I yeah, I don't like her either. Um, yeah, yeah, Chris uh, from part three Chris. is one of the worst. Um, yeah, I agree with you, Rennie pretty much sucks. Uh, she does have a conversation with an animal, uh, which is nice because uh, she brings her dog along and they talk a little bit, but um, even that doesn't move her up my list very much. Uh, so, yeah, very disappointed in her. Uh, Almost as disappointed as you are in this movie. God, it's pretty bad. Which brings us to, mercifully, we're going to put this one out of its misery and give our ratings and then... Uh, take a boat ride home because uh yeah this one is uh we've put our time in on this one scott out of five what do you got i give it one uh i give it a half star for the uh the admiral's ribbons the order of precedence being right um and i give it a half star for the dog showing back up at the end and living I'm also giving it one simply for the head punch. This movie is fucking terrible. <laughs> this movie is absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's not good. And, um, you know, you can, you can say, well, it's got a misleading subtitle or you can say, um, none of the characters really do anything that matters or seem like they matter at all. Or you can say the, the production value is, is not great. Or you can say they obviously have given up at this point in the franchise and they are just like trying literally everything, uh, or anything that they think will, you know, breathe new life into the franchise, but they don't want to spend the money to do it. Uh, but really, it's a combination of all of those things. You have a bunch of, I'm going to go ahead and say it, crappy actors as the kids uh, that that don't come across as real people. Uh, that, you know, you have a, a, an awful script that does nobody any favors. You have a Jason with a really crappy look. Uh, you've got bloodless kills you've got very very limited special makeup effects and you've got an ending that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever 
And nobody has ever been able to explain to me what the ending means in a way that is halfway believable. So all of those things come together and swirl around. And I also am giving this one a one to make it the lowest rated of the series so far on this show. Yeah. Is this the only time we've all three agreed? Yeah, yeah, I think so. It is. And that's not a good thing in this in this, this <laughs> case. No, there's... There's very, very little, if anything, redeeming about this movie. It's hard to like. Uh, I will say one thing. Like, the one... Uh, like, I like the trailer... Um, I don't know if you guys watched the trailer beforehand. Um, I did not. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, the trailer is good. Yeah. Um, and that, the one shot where Jason makes it to Manhattan and he looks up and sees the hockey billboard. And he has like that head to the side. Like he's trying to figure out what it means. Cause he sees himself. I, I always love that moment, but like it's one moment in a movie that goes on way, way too long. Yeah, and it is, it is so far my least favorite of what we've watched. But I feel like next week is going to change that. Yep, because now we've hit the first eight. We have hit the Paramount years. We are done with Paramount. Which means next week we start on New Line and we will get to Jason Goes to Hell the final Friday. Oh, so, so there's only one more? Sweet. Okay. After we watch that one, I'm going to wish that there was only that one left because, yeah, uh, I think our lowest rated, uh, I think the, uh, the, the, the crown of lowest rated overall even though it has recently been awarded now to Jason takes Manhattan, I feel like that is in serious jeopardy next week. Yeah. I'm inclined to agree with it because Jesus Christ. So, uh, don't forget if you're having fun listening to us, uh, talk about these Friday, the 13th movies, uh, support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash FWB podcast. Give us a like, give us a share, share with someone that you think might like it. Um, give us a rating and uh, otherwise just share the love. Share the love, baby. That's all I had. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I guess for Chris, Chris and not Chris, wait, does Scott say anything now? Scott, do you talk at the end or do we just go from him to me? Not usually. Usually we just go from him to you. But okay, good. We, we've, we've no, broken no, that now. No, you're, so. done. you're done. So for Chris, Chris, and still not Chris, he will be fired next week if that doesn't change. Uh, thank you for listening. Stay safe. I promise these will get better eventually. Uh, <laughs> maybe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It gets worse before it gets better. Uh, so thank you for being our friends with benefits. <laughs>